This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello and thank you for joining us for Blue Convictions. 2022 is fast drawing to a close and it's been quite a challenging year for investors. But there are signs that at long last, US inflation is now being brought under control and that China's strict COVID rules are being relaxed. Well, today we're going to be discussing those two issues, plus we'll be talking about earnings season and the overall macroeconomic picture. Well, we can speak now to Monica Defend, head of the Amundi Institute. Hello, Monica. Welcome to this month's edition of Blue Convictions. Thank you, Tom. Now, Monica, we've witnessed significant market trends over the past month. What have they been pricing in? Well, we have seen a really crazy market. If uh, we look at the uh, fixed income reaction soon after the CPI number in the US had been released, um, volatility is here. We stayed there uh, for for a while. The reason for the market movement, as we anticipate, are the US inflation uh, that proof on the downside path. Second, uh, the earnings season uh, that was bad, but not as bad as feared. And the uh, in China, uh, the COVID policy progressive uh, relaxation uh, that came in earlier than uh, than expected. Having said so, uh, we expect the full reopening uh, to kick in in 2024, and from now to there, some muddling through uh, in the uh, in the zero COVID policy. And last but not least. Part of the geopolitical risk premium has been removed in the aftermath of the U.S. US election. So uh, a full list and a brutal market reaction. Thanks, Monica. And the published U.S. CPI data was weaker than expected. Were you surprised by that? And how does this alter your macroeconomic scenario? Thank you, Tom, for the question. I just not uh, to be too uh, ambitious, but this was uh, really in line with what we were expecting. Still, uh, we do see the headline moving faster than the core, and this is by nature of the uh, of, of inflation. Um, we do expect core, in particular in service, to, to remain sticky. And this is the reason why, for example, we haven't changed uh, the pivot on the uh, Fed the terminal rate at 5.25, while the market has been repricing sharply, sharply down. So in our, uh, in our opinion, really fundamentals have not changed. And there is no reason for now for the Fed to recalibrate the, the tone of, of its uh, forward guidance. The labor market is still running quite fine, if not hot. And this is what the Fed needs to cool down. Now, Monica, let's turn to China and the relaxation of the COVID-19 policy. How do you think this will shape the Chinese 2023 growth outlook? When it goes to the uh, growth forecast, uh, we are quite cautious, having a, a 4.5 uh, for the next year. And this is running on two major assumptions, where the first, the zero COVID policy, is going to be by far uh, the, the most important. As we said, um, our conviction of a full reopening uh, in the second half uh, is, uh, is now lower. We expect some more uh, muddling through, if not some ad hoc solution depending on the on the town that risk to uh, to run into uh, confinement again so uh, patience is a virtue and there is no clear exit roadmap expected uh, for the uh, for the year to come then there is the second um, 
And the second assumption that refers to the housing market. And in particular, there we, I would say, are more constructive, at least of what the IMF is telling us, where we expect a progressive stabilization inside. The correction has been already uh, remarkable. Having said that, uh, we have um, the Q3 number uh, for this year that came in stronger than expected. At 3.9, uh, while our forecast was was lower. So uh, this is a solid headline growth is in part due to our rebound in the trade surplus, and consumption uh, is overall soft, with the exception of auto auto sales. So, given the better than expected Q3 results, we revise our 20, 2022 uh, growth forecast up uh, to 3.2. And Monica, it is earnings season once again. What are your thoughts? When it goes to the earnings season, the uh, numbers and the releases that we have seen, they were more negative than expected. But actually, we have not seen uh, a collapse. We have seen margins under pressure and the forward guidance uh, being revised to to, to the downside on the back of the uncertainty uh, that CAOs sees uh, on the macro environment and monetary policy. Uh, this is not changing our call. We still see um, profit into a recession and we do think they will continue uh, to stay on recession um, for the first half of, of next year. Then in the second half, uh, we expect to shift from recession into progression uh, in the earnings season. Obviously, it will depend on the uh, economic development for for the US, but still um, we have no economic recession in uh, in our outlook. And this this might be triggered by the change in the inflationary regime. By mid next year, we do expect to move from an, an hyperinflation uh, regime into an inflationary regime, which means really uh, a move, a shift downward uh, on the uh, inflation dynamics in between three and and six percent. Obviously, uh, this a shift in the um, in, in the profits dynamic will call for entry points sometime during uh, Q1, Q2 next year. Thank you. And just lastly, Monica, given the trends we've been discussing, have you changed your asset allocation? Not the big picture, meaning that uh, we remain uh, cautious and uh, we we do believe that volatility, uh, we say they're approaching the uh, end of the year with thinner uh, liquidity on the back of macro uncertainty, on the macro uncertainty related to growth and inflation dynamic, as well as uh, central bank's posture. Then when it goes to the um, cross-asset perspective, we've been taking the um, opportunity window that open up tactically on European equities that we upgrade from underweight to uh, to neutral, but we remain overall uh, cautious with some hedges that we've been putting in place. Then uh, for diversification purposes, we've been adding gold and, uh, and oil and a slight increase on the uh, US Treasury front. On duration, we think that the bonds are back theme is there and the 
is encourage uh, really an agile management of the uh, of the duration. We really need to be uh, active there. We're neutral on the uh, euro curve, but we are looking out for opportunities across uh, curves. Uh, emerging market that we are not there yet. Uh, this is really related uh, to the Fed's dovish pivot call, which is a key factor for the emerging market uh, debt. Um, having said that, possibly 2023 uh, will open up some uh, nice uh, entry points. Uh, in equities, uh, we are uh, really um, working on a bottom-up uh, uh, selection when it goes to value, quality, dividends, and small cap uh, space, in particular in the in the US. On, on China, true that uh, the uh, numbers were higher than, than expected, but all in all, uh, we think that uh, it is uh, better to uh, maintain a neutral stance and staying ready to re-enter when the early fundamental economic growth picture uh, will be clear to be evaluated in the region. All right. Well, thank you very much indeed. That's all we've got time for. Monica Defend, head of the Amundi Institute. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Tom. Thank you all. See you next time. And thanks to you for joining us. We hope to have with us again very soon for another edition of Blue Convictions. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.